Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. We are officially live on the Reflection Artist Live podcast. Today is July 28th, and we have episode number 39 with our special guest, Diane Doyle. And for those of you who may not know Diane, she's been in the industry for over 20 years, uh, part of the Detail and Success Training, uh, as a leader of Detail and Success Training alongside with Mr. Rennie Doyle. Uh, and they've been doing that since the early 2000s, so it's been a very long-term training course that's been offered in the industry that she's been lead on for interior and all kinds of other aspects of detailing. So we want to introduce Diane and thank her for, of course, being on this wonderful episode of Reflection Artist Live and dive into how she got started in the detail industry and where, where this all came about. And I know she has a lot of time already in the industry, but maybe get to know her and her past prior to the industry, you know, getting involved on the industry side and then where all that's come to this day and age. So Diane, thank you for being on and uh, give us a, give us some background. Absolutely. Well, um, as Justin mentioned, I'm Diane Doyle, um, the other half of detailing success. And um, in the, about 1997, uh, we, we came into the, detailing. I, I came into the detailing. Rennie had been doing it for quite some time before that. But some of my background, I'm actually law enforcement background, but I grew up in the automotive industry. My father actually owned auto parts stores. And so we, um, we had a tractor pull truck and um, I, I've been working on the, the mechanic side of it for a long time. But in 97, when we started the company, uh, we were in uh, Idaho and uh, I just started working with Rennie. He's my best friend and it just worked out that, you know, we really enjoyed working together and we had a couple other businesses going at the same time. And so I was running those and also, you know, working on the, on the detail side of it also. So what did you think when, when it was time to get into detailing I mean with other businesses that you had and really going all in with detailing what was your opinion on that with with Rennie you know I've always been a complete support of whatever he wanted to do and you know it was his passion and and so it was just a an easy slide over to doing that and it you know there's so many people out there you know small business people that you know husbands and wives work together and And, you know, we had young kids and it just, it was just the perfect fit for, for doing it. And I, of course, love cars and, you know, certainly clean cars. (laughs) And that's, that's kind of, I've, I've totally been totally supportive of excited from the beginning. Very cool. And as far as once you got involved in the training aspect, how did you, how did you lay out that and frame that up to the positions you play with showing a lot of the students, what they know now and, and how you developed your process and all that. Like, is that something that as time went on, you, you kind of fine tuned it? 
Absolutely. And it's all, it's still a work in progress. There's so many great uh, machines and products and everything out there that, you know, detailing's changed so much from back then. And so, you know, we're always finding new, new techniques, new stuff. So I really, you know, do a lot to keep my finger on the pulse of, of things and stay current because, you know, you've, you've got to teach on the latest and greatest and, and, the, the products and the tools have made have made detailing so much easier that you know it, it really comes down to systems and processes and staying staying current and up to date. And that leads into where you guys have also helped introduce steam into the detail world. And I know that you have a relationship with with the gentleman who helped bring steam in. So how did all of that come about? Well, it actually was Rennie. They, uh, him and a buddy of his had gone to a trade show and um, it wasn't a detailing type trade show, but uh, they were at this trade show and he saw this steamer and uh, he and one other guy got the steamers at the same time, another detailer. And it was kind of all she wrote. It was a kind of a funny story though, because um, you know, back then, you know, things were tight. And so he came back and he's like, well, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And I said, okay, hit me. And so he's like, I've got this, you know, this amazing, amazing piece of equipment that's going to just revolutionize the detailing industry. And he keeps going on. And on. I'm like, no, you need to lead with the bad news. Well, <laughs> we've been saving for like two years to go on a vacation and the $5,000 that he spent on that machine was our vacation money. So he was in a little trouble. Oh my <laughs> oh yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. But he was right. And, you know, we've, we've been, you know, I've still got my, the original machine from when he bought it and he was right. But yeah, I was a little cranky for a little bit. Yeah. And that was, gosh, five thousand. that was, uh, yeah. Prices have come down quite a bit, huh? Oh yeah. No, it was, it was actually a little over 5,000, but I can't remember the exact number, but it was definitely five something, something, something. And he was in trouble. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've heard some stories, but I didn't know it was like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, That's you know, that vacation. I'm like, Oh, you didn't. <laughs> And then he get, went on, oh, it does this and it does that. And it's going to change everything. And <laughs> so with, with, with everything in you guys evolving from at that point, you guys were in Boise, correct? The first training place or the first training yes. center. And then correct. where'd you go from there? And what, and how did that transition? So we had sold um, one of our other companies up in Sun Valley, which was a, a, executive protection and private car service. And so we moved over to Boise and we were there for several years. And then, you know, his mom wasn't doing so great. And so he wanted to be closer to her and we really felt we needed to be back in, you know, California, you know, to, to, with the, with the training and everything going on, we kind of felt like it was a good fit. And so um, we actually looked at Tahoe, and then we looked in California here in Big Bear and Big Bear won out. And so that's how we, you know, it was closer to her and, you know, we love the town and it just, it was a perfect fit. And now uh, that was the, was that the last location prior to this one is the one that you ended up, you guys end up moving into for the training facility. At right. That point? So when we moved into the, into Big Bear, 
uh, we got our, you know, original Big Bear shop. And then, you know, just a couple of years ago, we, you know, got this different property and got rid of the other one. And uh, now it's a much larger shop. The, the old shop was like 18, 18, uh, 1800 square feet. So it was, it was significantly smaller and we'd just grown out of it. And so when we found this place, we snapped it up and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, no, the pictures, those, I don't think do any justice. I haven't personally seen it, but I don't, you know, from what everybody's told me that that place is one open, open space. And you can see that, but now you're looking at, what is it? 5,000 plus square feet. Yep. 5,000 square feet. It's all on solar. Uh, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's still a work in progress because, you know, thanks COVID we can't get people out to do, do work. No one wants to work. So, <laughs> so we've got some electrical stuff to do, but, and, you know, hanging up more, more banners and that kind of thing. So, uh, it, it just, it just keeps, it just keeps growing and growing. Now throughout the week, when you, are with Rennie and you guys are performing the, the trainings. Obviously, you guys balance out all the different aspects of the training. What is mainly a lot of your your title and your position of what you show people in the trainings? So I do a lot of logistics. Um, you know, not only for the training, but for the the projects, Air Force One, all of that. Uh, so I do I do all of the interior training. Um, I also, uh, Renny and I both do the IDA certifications because we're, you know, recognized trainers. So every student that comes through is, um, is offered, you know, to take that, those things. Cause we really feel like it's a huge, it's a huge deal to, to have that. So that's one of the big things. And so, you know, I do all the paperwork for that. And then I do two of the four and he does the other two, um, for the SV and I, uh, moderate the CDs. So, and then with COVID, you know, we used to go out to lunch, but now with COVID, we've done everything in house. So um, I bring in breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. I usually, uh, this week, I'm only making two dinners uh, just because I'm obviously wearing the cone of shame. Um, but usually we, I, I cater, because I used to cater, I cater three of the meals and we do everything in house right now, just to keep everybody, you know, as, as safe and out of, out of the public as possible. And it honestly, probably even after COVID will kind of stick to that because it really, it's really been well-received and, and it just, it just bonds everybody better. It's really, it's really been a neat thing that it's come from, you know, the pandemic yeah, I've heard some really good uh, feedback in regards to with everybody staying on site and not losing, you know, the, the train of thought in regards to going out and coming back. It is one thing to relax and get out. I mean, we've done it, but at the same time, to be able to stay there and, and kind of just recap as you're eating or ask additional questions and then get right back to the train. I feel like there's more to absorb that way. Right. Yeah. And so the food, the food just appears and everybody sits down 20 to 30 minutes and, and, and it does, it, you know, it really, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's really great as far as not impacting man hours, you know, during the training too. Cause you know, by the time you get into town, it's an hour and a half that you lose every single day. And so it's nice to be able to, to, to do that. And I, like I said, we'll 
we'll continue to do it just because it's just been so well received. Now, at this point with, with you taking care of everything in regards to the logistics, like you had said, there was a lot of years that you did that also with Air Force One. I mean, leading up to this year, obviously you had, you know, with your neck surgery and everything, it's kind of held you back with being able to be part of this year's project. But all the years prior, you've really, really, I mean, just handled the whole thing for the most part. Yeah, uh, that's that's always a huge project for me. Um, I'm I start at the ground up every year with contracts and, you know, ugh dealing with both, you know, everybody, it just really, it, there, it's a lot, it's a lot to do, especially when we, you know, take the big groups of 60 plus people, you know, making everybody sure everybody has the hotels and flights and, and food and, you know, the, the food I spend on the ground there a lot of time dealing with, but this year, Chris, he did an amazing job. Thank gosh. Um, but I, you know, I can't lift anything over five pounds at the moment. So um, Rennie was like, cause I was going to go and he's like, you're going to be bad if you go. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. So, um, uh, I ended up not going, but Chris, Chris just stepped up to the plate and really, you know, we had a much significantly smaller team, but I'll be back at it next year. So. Yeah, that's something that, you know, as, as for those who have been on the project and, and understand the, the amount of work that goes into it, even after being so many years involved in the project, I still don't understand how you get so much of it done because that is a lot from, from shirts to, I should say apparel <laughs> from yeah. apparel to keeping track of everybody. And I mean, you're basically like the mom on the project because you have to make sure everybody stays in check and then everybody comes to you for everything on top of you also handling and, 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 and organizing all the food that comes in, which I know that could be hectic sometimes. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's always an adventure. Absolutely. The, uh, the food, I mean, I, yeah, trying to, trying to, trying to do all that and make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. And it, it's, it's definitely, definitely an adventure. I wouldn't <laughs> trade it for anything though. It's, you know, the, the, the projects just run without a hitch. You know, I mean, I'm doing everything from food to towels, laundry. I mean, I don't know how many nights all you guys were out on the patio and I was at random laundromats. You know, I had, I had five different laundromats I go to because with the metal polished towels, they smell. So yeah. every year I'd go to the same five, but I'd have to do one each day because I'd get kicked out for the for doing chemicals in the, so, so yeah, you know, it's a, it's a shot to the ego, but yes, I've been tossed out of laundromats before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all right. You're in a different city and state. It's not like you go there all the time, right? You're there for yeah. a week. You're in and yeah. you're out. <laughs> Thank God. Cause I freaking, oh, makes me crazy. But yeah, no, I, every, every night you can't do that in here. And so, you know, I just come back the next year and they'd forget. And, but yeah, the, the polished towels don't stink, but man, those metal polished towels. Whew. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine those things. I, I, well, I shouldn't say I can imagine I've smelled and I've got a whiff of that bag with that moisture and everything just collecting in there. Just, Oh, get a little PTSD. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> so with, with, you know, with everything currently and everything where you've been with detailing, 
Um, how much do you think of your past life with law enforcement? How much do you think that's helped contribute to with trainings and things like that? You know, it gives you a confidence and, and dealing with all sorts of different people. I think that's probably the biggest thing, you know, from past to present, um, you know, and, and instructing and, and, and teaching is, you know, a, a totally different realm, but you're dealing with personalities and people and, and, you know, from my law enforcement experience, it's, that's really been a good help for me. And, you know, so many people are shy about talking or, or whatever. It just, it, the, the confidence level and then, you know, the brotherhood of it, because, you know, after I got out, you know, it's, it's like with the military, there's a, there's a bonding that happens when you're in those type of situations. That's different than, you know, firefighters, police officers, military. It's a, it's kind of a different world because it's, you know, life and death at any moment. And so you bond. And then when you get out of that, it, you, you're kind of left floating alone and so, you know, that's one of the great things about the Detailers Network and the Mafia is that it's it's very similar and, and formatted similar to, you know, those that type of uh, career exactly. And so that's probably, I would say, you know, has had a huge impact on it just, just with how we're dealing. And then, you know, uh, you know, as far as the teaching goes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's managing people, it's, it's keeping people on track. And so, you know, in a, in a, you know, with the military and you, you, you learn to get stuff across and deal with people um, in a way that it's, it's great for the learning. Now with, with, um, with that, I'm sure that's helped you profile and be able to help with getting people into training that were fit for the training or not a fit for the training and, and help out in that aspect. Because let's face it, and not everybody is a good student, right? Not A lot of people can be stubborn and it's just them not being able to get out of their own way. And at least you're able to identify that right out the gate. So there's no interruptions with the other students that could be paying and trying to absorb the time that they're there. Absolutely. Um, that is one thing that, you know, I, I've done for years and Chris does now is it, we don't take everybody that calls in. We don't, you know, there's, there's, there's a certain type of person that we look for, for our classes, just because it is a, it is a brotherhood and it is a, um, a tight knit group. And, you know, you've got to be in there for the right reasons and you've got to want to work to succeed. And, you know, so filtering out the people that are just doing it for the name or, or just doing it for whatever, whatever off reason, um, that's, we do, we do sort through people. And like I said, we don't take everybody, but, you know, we just, cause we want to, we want to keep the brand, uh, as strong as possible. And, and, you know, it's just not for everyone. This is true. This is true. Just like law enforcement is probably not for everybody either. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody can adapt. Well, and then how many years were you in law enforcement, Diane? I was in eight. Eight. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
And yeah. then you're still involved in now, what is it with the National Guard? Or? The, yeah, we're actually, we're actually uh, State Guard. State Guard, so, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too old now to stay in national. So now the I'm with the state. So, yeah. Still allows you to get out, get your feet wet, and still kind of revisit being able to do those things and enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were coming up on fire season. And so um, my unit gets deployed a lot on the fires and all of that. So we do that kind of support. Um, we build tent cities and... Uh, I used to be on the training side, which was, which was great with, with the training here, but, you know, now we're, we're getting, we've got the unit I'm with is with, you know, uh, it's a logistical unit, which is, you know, kind of my forte. And we also have drones and uh, wow. yeah. So it's, it's, it's really neat to have a switch. And then I still go over and, and work on the, you know, on the basic, you know, the basic entry program and, and all of the, all of the programs that you need to promote and all that. I still go over and uh, augment there also. So it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. And uh, I work with some amazing people and it's, it's neat. So I kind of, I kind of get my fix for with the mafia and on the other side. So it's, it's nice. It gives you a moment to relax on one side of it versus the other. Yeah. That way it's not always business and detail and it allows you to kind of exit from that mentally and then revisit it and kind of have the reset button. At least In I would fact, think so. Oh, absolutely. No, one of the, one of the hugest things that we, you know, tell people when they come through the classes, you, your family and your, your mental your mental fortitude and everything has to be online or you're not going to be successful on your business side. If you let your family suffer and you don't take care of yourself and, and give yourself a hobby or an out where you can refortify and, and, and uh, regroup, really, you just find you're a better person. And, you know, the, the reasoning for, owning your own business is to own your time. And so we really try and get people to realize that, you know, working 16 hours a day, you know, you don't own your own time. And so that's, that's one of those things, but family, 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 and, and, and personal, personal growth is just so huge in the, in the success of your business. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. And let's touch on that 16 hour a day kind of thing. Cause I still see that. I don't know why, but I still see till this day people that are detailers. Now, a lot of times it's newer detailers. They're in that, you know, fresh rookie mode, very passionate. But I mean, we're talking Monday through Sunday, late nights. Some of these people have kids and they have their wife in there helping them, which is great, right? It's, it's great that the wife's helping and it's a family business, but where's the kid at? And how at nine o'clock at night are you detailing a car? And how many, I mean, how many times have you seen this and had to break these habits with people? Oh, it's, it is, is more frequent than you can even believe, you know, and it all comes down to time management, uh, your systems and processes and what you're charging, you know, and the, the, the charging I think is probably the biggest um, mistake that those guys that are working those grueling hours have is that, they're not charging properly for their services. They don't know their, their basic costs. They don't know, you know, what everything is costing them, but they do know that they can't pay their bills. 
And so they're, they're having to take extra and extra and extra to just cover the nut. But if they would just, you know, get their systems and processes in place, know your numbers and, and save instead of, instead of, you know, giving your work away for free, that's, that's, that's what's driving that whole, that whole mentality of, you know, I have to work this much. And it's just because, you know, the bills keep knocking. And I'm sure even with the current trainings, you're, you're still seeing uh, individuals or couples that are still operating like that, just overkill in time and how much work they're putting in. Yeah, uh, it, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, we've all been guilty of that on occasion. I mean, it's, yes. you know, and, and I'm not talking about when it's high season and you work some extra hours during the day. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking year round seven days a week. It's, it's something that, you know, we really talk about because the business side, you know, they spend so much time detailing that, you know, they don't know their numbers. They don't, they, they're not, they're not, they're not tracking what they should be tracking and they're, they're reacting to the situation instead of being proactive. And so we do, we have to, you know, you're not charging enough. You got to raise your prices. You've got to, you know, get some education, you know, it, it's just, it's a constant loop of the same, of the same speech. <laughs> no, I agree. And I, and I bring that up because it's, that's one of the biggest things that you guys do, you know, preach and teach about. And I see that still happening. Now, obviously some of these folks that I see on social media, they're maybe haven't gone through a training in general or have had the opportunity to hear somebody speak on this subject. But for those who are listening, it is definitely something that it's not it's definitely something you don't want to do and fall, fall into that rabbit hole working that many hours, that many days, because you're going to lose time and lose yourself. And well, your and your family, that's, and yeah. that's the thing, you know, they want to, they want to own their own businesses and own their own time. And the whole point of them working so hard is to provide for their families. But if they're not there, they're going to turn around and the family's going to be gone. And then what have you, what have you worked so hard for? You know, you yeah. can't, you can't neglect your family for those reasons. You just, it's, you know, your, your whole drive of, you know, owning your own time and, and quality of life for your family, it, all of those reasons. And then you spend all that time away from him. It doesn't, it, the, the, the numbers just don't add up. Now, like you said, and everybody's been guilty of it. I mean, you guys adjusted with me going through my training. I had the same habits and, and, and it had to bring it to light. And I'm sure that there's been, you know, quite quite a few of people who've gone through and you guys have, you know, shown that, brought that to their attention. And hopefully they've made those adjustments. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's about 90% do. And it's, wow. and it's, yeah. And it's, and it's really great because, you know, the time, you know, you know, when it's your time to go, you're going to have all these regrets, you know, tell them this, tell them that. And you should have told them all the way through. And so we really preach hard on, on the family aspect of it. And, and the mafia, we've, we've built that as a family and, and, you know, we've got our forum and everything, but we really, we really try and make sure the guys are close and, and, and supporting each other. And of course, you know, Rennie and I are always available to, you know, help out, you know, I get 
I get as many calls on detailing questions as I do on relationship questions, believe it or not. Well, I could see that, you know, especially coming from a female, I'd be more prone to want to ask a relationship question from a woman than a man, you know, yeah. and, and nothing against asking Ronnie, but sometimes, you know, when you hear it from a male versus a female, it's, it's, it's a completely different tone and, Nine times out of 10, the, the information from the female is going to be quite more accurate. <laughs> well, it, it just stands to reason because obviously most of our people are guys. We, you know, have quite a few women, but, but for the most part, it's, it's primarily male and to get a female viewpoint on it is, is huge, you know, and you know, sometimes you guys need to get knocked around a little bit, but, <laughs> but you, you, you come to see the light. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, so with that, it, it kind of made me think a little bit more about everything right now with seeing more female detailers. As far as with the industry and evolving, I feel like I'm seeing more come out of the woodwork on social media and putting their self forward and killing it and kicking butt. I, I mean, are you seeing the same thing with the request for training and, and what's your take on that? Absolutely. Uh, and it's, and it's great to see the quality of the females that are coming through because before it was, you know, a little sketchy, but females have great eyes, um, attention to detail, you know, you know, there's the Venus Mars book and everybody looks at stuff different, but it's, it's just a whole different viewpoint. And I, and it's, and it's awesome to see, cause we've got some amazing women now that are actually doing quality work and not just, you know, playing on social media. And so, you know, it's a, it's a real um, evolution of the industry for females because we can come out now and be comfortable, not, you know, having to flaunt, flaunt ourselves Um you know, we're in there for the respect and, and the joy of doing it. And it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been like it was before where it was kind of bastardized and, and, you know, women weren't taken seriously because they are, they are a huge, a huge threat. You know, there, there, there's some amazing, amazing women out there that just, like you said, kicking butt and taking names. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And their work is on par, if not better than, a good majority of male detailers. Yep. And, and they're more apt to be receptive to pricing and, and structure, uh, you know, your, your systems and your processes. I keep saying that because it's just so important, but they, they seem to be a little more open to change. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest benefits that they have going for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it just, it, I don't know what, made me think of it it just with everything going on and i see so much social media with so many women getting into detailing or have been detailing and they're just coming out of being able to finally have so much that they're putting out there to show their work and it's really cool to see that because there's creating i feel more balance like as we go into some of these shows i feel there's going to be more of a, a a better balance of both female and male detailer you know, at these shows, whether it be SEMA or all the way down to little shows like Mobile Tech or whatever the case may be. And I know Mobile Tech's not small, but in comparison to SEMA, of course. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. And, and even, you know, I mean, obviously we didn't have SEMA or mobile tech last year, but you know, we, we've been going to these shows for years and to see, see the change. Uh, you know, I had, I had a, an instance where, you know, I, you know, now my face is a little more recognizable just because, you know, Brittany posts stuff and whatever, <laughs> but but before, when I'd go to the shows, I wouldn't wear any logos or anything, and I would go and talk to the different booths, and I would scout out all the new products because he would be in the booth, and then I'd take him to the ones that I felt were awesome choices, right? And I went to one company, which I'll, I'll obviously not name, but um, I was looking at a new a new system, and I was asking all the right questions. You know, I, I grew up in the automotive industry. It's, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. So I was asking him all these questions and a guy in a suit walks into the booth and the, the guy I was talking to is like, Oh, you know what? I got to talk to this guy really quick. Just hang tight. I'll be right back with you. So I stood there for 10 minutes while he talked to this guy going on 15 minutes. I'm like, forget about it. Right. So he blew off me to go talk to this guy that walked in a, in a suit. And so I ended up going with a different company. But at the end of the day, I told Rennie, I'm like, I need to borrow you for a minute. And so we walk into the booth and of course they're like, oh my gosh, we're so glad you stopped by. You know, we really want to get this, this system into your, into your shop and into your training. And, and Rennie turned around and said, you know, I'd like you to meet my wife. She's the one that would be teaching on this particular subject. And you could just see the guy's face. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those things you never know who you're talking to. And it's real important not to. Not to uh, exactly. But so, so yeah, went with another company and I guarantee that guy won't do it again because his boss was standing right there when you know, I told him, I said, well, he left me standing here for 15 minutes in the middle of our conversation. So I decided I'd go with someone else and you could tell. So who knows what happened to that guy? He's probably in big trouble. <laughs> but I'm sure that that's happened over the years to probably other women as well, because Absolutely. they just, it, they were just ruled out as, oh, just here asking questions. They're not going to be this or not going to be that or whatever their thought process was, you know, it's yeah, yep. that's not cool. Absolutely. But it is nice though, seeing that the transition to where like, you know, what is it? Early years of SEMA, women used to try to work the product booths, not so much, I would say on the detail side, but you know, on the more of the, I would say automotive side with, with, um, they, they call them booth. Yeah. They call them booth enhancers. Yeah. Which just used to (laughs) send me into freaking orbit because I mean, really like, yeah, but yeah. So now when you go in and talk to these gals, they actually know a lot of them know what they're talking about. They're not yep. just there to wear their bikini and their stiletto heels for nine hours at the booth, you know? So, you know, when the guys walk in now and the females know the products and know how it works and can demonstrate, it's just, it's, it's, you know, the ships are all rising and it's, it's amazing to see. I love it. Yeah. And that's what, that, that was my point too, is they're, they're switching basically from the, the way that they were looked at before to where now you're seeing them in the booth running a polisher. Exactly. 
Yeah. And if there's no the longer, right way. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And they know their stuff and you could ask them questions and they are the go-to source or the, or the expert for that brand to help the consumer or whoever there is asking questions and get them on the right foot. And that's, that's, that's what I like to see. And that's, that's the transition I'm seeing. And I think that we're all seeing over the past couple of years, which is awesome. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's, it, it, it warms my heart because, you know, every, every job that I've ever had has been a male, primarily male dominant type career. And, and to see, and to see the progress just, I mean, literally in the last, like probably five to seven years, five, closer to five. I mean, it's, it's been a huge, it's a huge switch. For you, I think it was more of the challenge just a little bit. Oh, this yeah. is a male, male dominant thing. All right, I'm going to show you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess yeah, you got me pegged <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's got to be some schooling going on. <laughs> uh, now, with with with, I mean, you've always got a lot on your plate, but how often are you guys um, doing and offering the the trainings now out in Big Bear? So we do one training a month. Um, total of five, five students. Um, and then we, you know, have our intern program. So, um, in addition to the four students that are there, um, the intern and then Rennie and I, so we've got four students and basically three, two main instructors and, uh, associate instructor. So the, the numbers are great. Um, we have some amazing training centers. I know there's a really awesome one in Florida but you know, so heard those, of them. yeah, <laughs> this, must this be a, must be a new guy. <laughs> yeah. This, this guy's awesome. He, you, you, you get along with him really well, <laughs> uh, but you know, so we have, we have the training centers. We've got several of those and they do the one day classes and, and it, that's, it's, it's really been awesome because the, the people that we have in those training centers are just top notch. Yeah, no, that's, they've definitely been very instrumental to the whole program, I think, across the board. And then a lot of that all feeds back to going through a five-day training as well. Now, was it always one week, or did you guys have it where you were doing twice a month as well with the trainings oh. for a while? Oh, my gosh. We, we would do two to three a month. Okay, that's what I remember. But we were doing we, – we did we – did, one-on-one trainings. So we were having to do more to, you know, to get over that, that mark, the money mark. Right. And, um, you know, so there was there, and we did some small group trainings. We tried six for a couple of, couple of trainings. And we found that six was not the, not the happy place. Right. Because, you know, there's someone always standing around and that's, you can't learn detailing if you don't have your hands on the stuff. So we cut it down to four and, but we've had, we've had three day classes, five day classes that we did 10 day classes for a while. Um, so we've been, we've really been, you know, doing different testing and stuff. And we've, we've kind of found the perfect storm now with the four, um, just because we actually get more done with the four and get more stuff covered than we did on the one-on-ones just because, well, I mean, if you have a car, you, you've got to do the whole thing Yeah. Versus, 
versus learning the technique, getting some muscle memory and moving on to, to all the other things. It, it made the, it made the, the, the learning curve much, much easier just because, you know, you're, you're interacting, you're, you don't feel so targeted really, you know, there's, there's, there's other personalities and other stuff going on where you get more comfortable. It's just been really great. We've really, um, with COVID, when we, when we shut down, we shut down for quite a few months. Uh, when we got back opened up, we did two a month for a while to catch up because, you know, we did have to cancel those because of the, the COVID and, you know, and every once in a while, um, we'll throw in an extra one a month, but, you know, we, we preach family time and we preach emotional growth and health and, you know, hobbies and this kind of stuff. So you can't preach one thing and do one thing in your life. You have to, you have to, you know, walk the, walk the walkway and, and be real with people. And so practice what you preach. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's, that's a huge deal for us. You know, we, we, we want to make sure that, you know, it's like, it's like our, you know, uh, we've always had a thing in place where, you know, now it's seven to seven, but it was like, um, you know, six to six after six o'clock at night and before six o'clock in the morning or seven, whatever your numbers are, you don't talk business. You know, if you're working with your spouse that you should be talking about other stuff. And so, you know, that's, that's been something that we've done. That's, you know, made our relationship so much better because if all you talk about is business, you're going to grow apart. So that's, that's a, that's a huge deal, but yeah. Yeah. And to add to that, I mean, that's definitely something to where, I mean, in the beginning, it's hard, but it's reminding yourself is what, what, what the best part of that is. So you can catch yourself because if you can catch yourself and, and, and make small fixes over time, it will fix to where you're not doing that and having that bad happen. But if you right. never take that, you know, time to catch yourself or the opportunity to catch yourself, then it's just going to continue and get worse and no good. Right. You're not going to know your wife. You're not going to know your kids. You know, you're going to turn around and, you know, 10, 15, 20 years passes in a blink and you're going to turn around and your kids are going to be grown and your wife's going to be off with the UPS guy. And you're going to be sitting there going, why the heck did I work so hard? <laughs> you know, all that damn product you've been ordering to the front door. She really got to know the UPS guy. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's you awesome. know those brown shorts <laughs> yeah right oh i just gotta grab this small package don't mind me <laughs> and we digress <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness well very cool very cool um well i think i mean with with everything that we've covered we've covered a lot i mean a lot of your background you know going coming from law enforcement you know obviously being a great mother having having your girls and and just you guys having family and, and having so many different entrepreneur based, you know, opportunities and business that you run and getting into the detail industry and being the stars and leaders that both you and Rennie are, but yourself as well. And I feel like there's a lot more to you that should be out there. Um, but you 
you, you stay you stay back and you you just work and you, and you get things done and you always have a smile on your face no matter what even when you're doing those damn towels at afo you're always still coming back with a smile on your face no matter how crappy they smell and we all definitely appreciate you for that and anybody who's you know interested in in any of the detail and success training or anything of that nature obviously i'm part of the training and i've been a big part of the group but it's something you should check out. At least look it up, entertain, get the information, see if it's a good fit for you. Call Diane, call Chris, whatever it may be to reach out and just to help yourself grow because there's a lot more to it than just detailing with them, as you can tell. A lot more to it. You can't, you can't ever give up on doing classes and education. And that's why, you know, classes like this, there's some great companies out there that also teach. The IDA is huge with, with their support. Uh, it's not just go to one class and then you're good to go. It should, you, if, if you're not still learning, you're failing in some, in some aspect. And so, you know, even for those, those seasoned guys that have been detailing for 20 years, I guarantee that you will learn something to make your systems and processes and, and your, and your business better. And so, you know, you know, we're blessed with the IDA and, and, you know, our training center and and the training centers out there, you know, our, 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 our push for education is only going to bring everybody up. Yeah. That's, I would say more of the extended efforts of what detail and success is all about. Now, do you have any, I would say, uh, last words of, of encouragement of, of something where you could, uh, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. I'm going to loss of words right now. I've kind of had a headache kind of going almost in my, that it's been with me since this morning. So it's like, I'm, I'm at a loss of words today for some of the stuff I've been doing. And I was on an IDA webinar meet and greet this morning. So I'm a little like out of it from, from being on the computer. Um, words of advice. What, what advice could you give coming directly from Diane Doyle that would, that would help somebody in, in our industry or help somebody listening? I, I, there's a few things, honestly. Um, education obviously is huge and, and surround yourself with mentors, you know, who you hang with, you should be, you should be networking with people that are at a level where you want to be. You shouldn't be hanging with the people that are, are below where you are because you're, you're limiting your growth and, so, you know, surround yourself with mentors, get educated and, and don't, don't be negative in everything. You know, you hear so many, well, my, my, my area won't support that, or they won't be positive and, and you've got to work hard, but, you know, stay engaged with your families. Um, don't lose sight of the reason that you are doing a small business. Don't lose sight of the, the reasons that you want to work like you do, because those reasons are your wife and your kids, just like it's Rennie and my three girls and my son and my grandkids. And that should be a focal point of, of your whys. So you've got to know your whys and uh, you know, don't be scared to put yourself out there. And stay educated and stay engaged 
And don't worry about what the other guys are doing. Focus on your business. Let the other ones chase you. Nice. Very nice. I agree. 100%. Well, Diane, thank you for taking your time out of the day and telling us about your life and everything that you brought to the table with the detail industry. Definitely awesome. And I appreciate the time. So we're going to go ahead and come to an end on everything. And I want to thank everybody at home or on the road, or when you get the opportunity to listen to this, this is episode number 39 for the reflection artist live. And, um, Aside from that, Diane, thank you. And thank everybody for listening. Thank you so much. I'm just so honored that you asked me to be on this and, and I hope it helps somebody. And I, like I said, it's been an honor to be on here and I do appreciate you letting me come in and talk to you. Likewise. Have a good right. rest of your day. And uh, oh, yes. hopefully everything goes well with you going to the doctor. You know, it's, it is what it is. At least I'm upright. So yeah. See, you kept a smile on your face. (laughs) Take care, Diane. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.